Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The recent St. Louis City primary election showed how a split vote can give victory to a candidate who does not win a majority of votes. Louis Reed won with less than 40 percent. His two opponents, Senator Jamala Nasheed and Alderwoman Megan Green, split more than 60 percent of the votes. Clearly, more people voted against Reed than for him. Mayor Krusen won her primary race in similar fashion. Both races produced calls to reconsider the way we elect candidates in the city. We had a number of Facebook comments. Celia wrote, runoff or ranked choice voting would get us markedly different leadership in the city. Megan wrote, we definitely need runoff or ranked choice. This happens way too often. And Cole wrote, we need ranked choice voting. Signatures are being collected now on a petition in St. Louis to change the voting system. Joining me in studio is an expert on the subject. David Kimball is professor and graduate director of political science at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. He is the author of books such as Helping America Vote, The Limits of Election Reform, and is the co-editor of Controversies in Voting Behavior. David, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. What options do we have in changing the way we vote? Well, if you look around the world, there are actually quite a few options. Uh, the, the callers who, who wrote in, the ranked choice voting is one that's been uh, adopted in about a dozen or so cities in the United States uh, where voters rank their choices, first choice, second choice, third choice, instead of just picking one like we're used to doing. If you would be a little more specific as to how that would work. Right. So in an election for mayor, for example, uh, the ballot would give you a spot to to check the name of the candidate you want for your first choice, and then another, usually the next column over, you can indicate your second choice, and then the next column, your third choice, and so forth, um, so that voters can uh, give a fuller expression of the candidates they prefer. Um, Then when the votes are counted, it's a little more complicated than what we're used to. Um, They start by counting the first choice votes only. And if a candidate has a majority, then that person wins and the election's over. Uh, But if not, then uh, they would eliminate the candidates who came in last place and reallocate those votes to the second choice um, Mm. of those voters and sort of keep doing that process until a candidate has a majority of the votes and then that person's the winner. Is there always a winner? Is it always possible to come up with a majority in this kind of a scenario? It does. I mean, if if necessary, you eliminate everybody until there's only two candidates and then one of the two has more votes than the other. I I suppose you could have a tie after all that. (laughs) Um, Then maybe you flip a coin or something. Mm -hmm. Well, we keep hearing about a runoff vote of some sort. I mean, how does this play into into the scenario? Uh, this syst- the system I just described, uh, what some called ranked choice or voting, uh, others call instant runoff voting because you just have one election, but that sort of reshuffling uh, of the votes is sort of like the runoff portion mm-hmm. of counting the ballots. Um, I mean, another alternative would be to have a runoff election like Chicago recently had their mayoral primary and, mm-hmm. and um, the top two candidates in the primary then go ahead to a runoff election that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, but, but of course, you have the expense of an additional election. Right. You have the expense of an additional election and, and the extra burden on voters that they have to show up for two elections now instead of mm-hmm. one. Is, is the ranked choice voting, is that really the one that uh, most people look at in terms of uh, the alternative? Or are there other options as well? 
There are other options. Uh, I mean, if we look at the rest of the world, uh, many other democracies use some form of proportional voting, what we call proportional voting, where um, uh, one variation would be the voters select the, their party uh, on the ballot and then the votes are counted and if a party gets, say, 35% of the votes, then they're awarded 35% of the seats in mm -hmm. parliament. Um, those systems are more different than ours. I, mean, I think ranked choice voting is gaining popularity in America because it's a fairly simple alteration to our current voting rules. It's mm -hmm. not a dramatic departure from the way we currently vote. Is it constitutional? It is, yeah. There's nothing in the Constitution that requires uh, just voting for one candidate uh, or, or that requires our current rules. But neither the, the U.S. Constitution nor the Missouri Constitution require the current rules. But uh, this would require, uh, I would imagine, a fairly significant education campaign, a campaign to get voters in on how it all works. Right. I think that's one of the biggest challenges, that it's in the United States, we're used to voting for one candidate. That's the way it's always been done, right? And um, so this would be a change, and it would take an effort to um, explain to voters how the new system works and how they, how they cast their ballots so that they do so properly. Would there be any limit to the number of candidates uh, who, could, who could run in elections then? No, and it seems, at least in the United States, that it encourages more candidates to run for local office when you use these ranked choice rules. A lot of fringe candidates, I would guess. Possibly, right. I mean, the advantage to the additional candidates is they can run knowing that they won't act as a spoiler, that their supporters can vote for them first and then choose whoever they want second and know that their votes will then get transferred to somebody else if, if that candidate gets eliminated. Well, as, as an expert on, on, on all of this, what, what would your choice be? And, and does it really make sense to change? Yeah, that's a tough question. I, I don't have a strong opinion one way or another. I think in the United States, it's nice. Well, you know, we have a very decentralized um, system of government. Each state and you know, each city can, uh, to some extent, do its own thing. And uh, it's nice that we have now about a dozen cities or so um, experimenting with ranked choice voting. And now the state of Maine has adopted it for their um, federal elections. So we can see how it goes, and if it works well, as the proponents argue, then maybe it's worth adopting uh, more wide, in a more widespread fashion. It has been used, obviously, in, in some places, and, and, and how has it worked? I mean, there must be some feeling that uh, it worked well or it needs to be worked on. Right. It's, um, it, it seems to be growing in popularity in the United States. I think there's a push in other places to adopt it. Uh, the city, you know, I said there's about a dozen cities that use it. They've all adopted it fairly recently since the year 2000, so it's still relatively new for the most part. Those cities are still using it and haven't, haven't gotten rid of it. Do we have any sense of how the politicians themselves uh, feel about it? Yeah, that's a, a more delicate question. I think, you know, most politicians are... Um, wary of changing the voting rules when they got elected under the current rules. I mean, I think that's sort of the natural impulse. Where, you know, I do know in some cases where it's been adopted have had a similar situation like the two recent citywide elections in St. Louis where the winner got less than, less than a majority. Um, Maine adopted it statewide recently after they had a period where nine of their 
out of nine, nine out of 11 gubernatorial elections, the winner got less than a majority. And mm-hmm. so there was sort of this long period and sort of led to pent up, I think, frustration and, and, and then led voters to, to, to vote to change the rules. It really seems contrary to the democratic principle to have someone in office who is far less than 50% of the vote, whether it's here or anyplace else. Right. Majority rule is a pretty yeah. important tenet of democracy. Yeah. And I think of uh, some of the things that are going on in Washington now with regard to, you know, 60% votes for cloture and what have you, uh, or or less than 50% vote to move ahead on some things. It just doesn't seem right somehow. Right. And we don't know. I mean, it's possible that if... um, I mean, to be fair, you know, it's possible that uh, that Lewis Reed or Mayor Krusen might have gotten a majority if it was just mm-hmm. a one-on-one contest against somebody else or if voters were allowed to rank their second choice and so mm-hmm. forth. So, um, but we don't know for certain. Well, um, could you still have no one with a majority under the ranked choice voting? I'm just trying to figure this, sort that out in my head. If you have even a large number of candidates and even so, though some of those votes are excluded, couldn't you wind up with a, someone that still didn't have a majority? Uh, y- yes and no. I mean, the wi- you'll w- end up with a winner who has the majority of the remaining votes still uh-huh. being counted. But if a significant number of voters don't list a second choice, right, then they're, they're then they'll essentially be eliminated from the final count. And so you, it's kind of a technical thing, but yeah. you could have a final count that's really not based on a majority of all the people who showed up to vote. I, I think what I'm doing is giving evidence here of the need for education on right. as to how this whole thing works. Would would the uh, actual vote be more secure under this system for any reason? Yeah, I don't see a change in the security issue. The, the places that use this, the they use similar type of ballots that we're used to seeing, either a paper mm-hmm. ballot or a touchscreen. Um, with some kind of, you know, paper backup. I don't see being a different either way with this. Yeah, just, just kind of recap it. Let's go over it again and again because it might be difficult for some people to absorb. What do you see as the the advantage? We'll stick with ranked choice voting here. Mm-hmm. What is the, the basic advantage to that and, the, and what disadvantages do you see? Sure. Um, a couple of potential advantages. An important one is that voters will be able to give a fuller expression of their candidate preferences, not just mm-hmm. the one voting for one, but their second choice and third choice. Um, and if they support a minor candidate, they can still do so um, with the assurance that their vote will be transferred to their n- next best choice if that candidate gets eliminated. Um, so you avoid what we call a wasted vote mm-hmm. uh, uh, problem. Um, in the cities using it in the United States, it seems to encourage more candidates to run. Um, and that's a good thing. And, and, and a more diverse group of candidates to run, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. In local elections, it's often a challenge to find people to run in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it, it appears that it, at least in, the, in, in these American cities, that it um, produces a more civil type of campaign, that if, if you and I are running for office and I want your voters to choose me as their mm-hmm. second choice, then I should, I should be nice to you. You shouldn't I, I call should, me a name. Yeah, I should yeah. point out mm-hmm. to voters where you and I agree on, mm-hmm. on important issues, right, instead of just attacking you. And so, and, and it, it seems like it's, mm-hmm. it's worked out that way. Um, so those seem like some pretty important uh, advantages. I think um, the biggest potential disadvantage is it's new, it's more complicated, and it 
will definitely take an effort to explain to voters how to properly cast their ballots so that they so that they don't make mistakes. What might it do do in a city like St. Louis, which is so heavily Democratic? I mean, very few Republicans even bother to run. What would ranked choice voting mean for a city of St. Louis, above and beyond what we've just talked about? I think potentially it would have the biggest impact in the primary elections, mm -hmm. like the, 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 the one last week for President of Board of Aldermen or the, the mayoral primary uh, uh, back in uh, 2017, mm -hmm. um, where you've got multiple candidates running and um, right, the winner won with 30, 32, 35%. Mm -hmm. um, Potentially, it could produce a different outcome, but it's not clear to me that it would necessarily. I mean, there's an assumption among some folks that, you know, in, in, in last week that, that Reed was sort of the establishment candidate mm -hmm. and uh, Nasheed and, and Green were sort of the progressive alternatives and they split the progressive vote and therefore helped mm -hmm. Reed. So, you know, maybe if these rules have been in place, one of the other candidates would have won, but that's not guaranteed. It doesn't sound to me, again, I, I point to you as the expert, it doesn't sound to me like you're terribly enthusiastic about uh, ranked choice voting. I'm undecided and trying to keep an open mind and see, see how it works um, since it's fairly new. Right. One other thing that a term that I've come across in, in looking over this, uh, this material is something called approval voting. What is that? Uh, approval voting is a, 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 yeah, a different set of rules uh, where instead of just voting for one candidate, uh, you would mark your ballot and put a check mark next to the candidates that you approve of or the candidates that you find acceptable mm -hmm. to hold the office and leave blank the ones you don't want. And so it's um, – I mean it works kind of under the same theory as ranked yeah. choice voting that you can you can indicate a preference for more than one candidate, but you count the votes. Whoever gets the most votes uh, wins, um, like, like the current rules. You're just voting for more candidates, but nothing else really changes. Right. I mean, I think the theory there is sort of like ranked choice voting, that it would, um, if there's a consensus candidate who appeals to a lot of different constituencies, that person is likely to win under, under approval voting. You also would not necessarily have someone winning with the majority, right? Yeah, you're there's not tossing no, any votes. There's nothing. There's nothing in the rules that requires a majority winner, right? So you could still get get a winner who who wins with less than fifty percent of the votes. Any other uh, concepts out there that uh, we haven't talked about that uh, you know maybe could wend their way into this whole right. process? Well, the other new system um, that's actually going to be used. Uh, in the election next month in the Ferguson-Florison School District is called cumulative voting. And this is used um, in, in elections where you have, you're electing multiple officers to the same um, body. So in the case of the school board election, they're electing members mm -hmm. to the school board. Um, and under the normal at-large rules that we use in the United States, if there's, say, three candidates running you, the voter, get three votes, and you can pick any of the three candidates you want, and they count the votes, and who are the three that get the most votes wins. Uh, but with cumulative voting, you can concentrate your votes. So if you want, if you really, really like one candidate, you can give all three of your votes to that one candidate, for example. So um, you can accumulate your votes. Um, well, that, so that's, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, so you actually could have three votes. 
If, if, if there are three candidates. If there are three candidates, yeah. But yeah. you don't have to, you can give more than one vote to a single candidate if you like that person a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, there does seem to be a kind of a growing uh, chorus. I wouldn't say it's a necessarily overwhelmingly large at this point, but there does seem to be a lot of interest in looking at new ways to do this. There is. I mean, I think n- no set of voting rules are perfect. They all have mm-hmm. some advantages and disadvantages, but I think we're learning more of the disadvantages of the voting rules that we've been using so mm-hmm. often, that you can have a winner that doesn't get a majority. Um, the current rules uh, often give great advantage to the to the majority party or majority group in a community and, and uh, make it hard for, for smaller groups to win representation. And so... Yeah, we're, we're learning some of the flaws of, of our current rules. We, we will see. We'll have to wait and see how this uh, begins to shake down. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. My pleasure. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.